Hello, everybody. This is Kash Pandey, and you are listening to South Asians Love Rap. Stories from people who look like me, set to the music that moves them. The legendary rock critic Robert Criscow once wrote a piece he called A 10-Step Process to Grow Better Ears. It was meant as a sort of missive at old-timers who had become fixed in their ways and were stuffy in their criticism of the music young people liked. And one of the 10 suggestions he made was to play your favorite teenager's favorite album three times while doing something else. Put it away, play it again two days later, and notice what you remember. This interview today with Shivam Putnayak, a high school junior living in Naperville, Illinois, my wife's hometown, allowed me to do just that. In the interview that you'll hear, he talks about an album that he has been listening to every day for the past year and a half, and I had the pleasure of giving it a couple spins over the last few weeks, and I hope my ears are the better for it. Outside of being a really thoughtful 15-year-old who was willing to give an old person an hour of his time, Shivam is also an up-and-coming rapper who, under the stage name Junior, is set to release his third album this year, early next year. It was a total delight to talk to him and hear about the inspirations that have propelled him to pursue rap as not just a hobby, but a career, he hopes. We'll go right to the interview now. I hope you enjoy it. Introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and where you at in life. All right. So my name is Shivam Patnaik, but a lot of you might know me as Junior, and that's my stage name. And yeah, um, I'm 15 years old. I'm from Naperville, Illinois, born in Downers Grove. Um, yeah. You mentioned your rap name, Junior. Uh, what? Tell us about that. When did you first like know you wanted to rap, and like what uh, made you want to rap? Yeah, so I gotta say, my first ever uh, bars that I ever did were actually on the 3DS when I was six years old, and that's I, I think that's where the journey really began. I started playing the instruments like tabla and um, piano. I self-taught piano, and I would just like hop on, just play a bunch of keys. And I would just like, I would say like, I go on the keyboard, I play a loop and I'd like kind of do my, like beatbox to it or something. And like my brother, Sorov, he introduced me to um, uh, Chance the Rapper, Coloring Book. And we back, 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 and we back. And that album really opened stuff up for me. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to rap. So me and my boys, Campbell and Nick Barreto, Campbell Crow's one of my, he's actually dropping his album, Run From Who. Nice. Me and him in seventh grade, we got introduced to FL Studio. And so I took the stage name of the Junior Finesser. Mm. And we released our first song called The Ville. And I would go on to release uh, two mixtapes and one more EP, The Learning Experience, um, Average, and Route I Am Lost. And eventually, I would have a couple changes in my life, and I would realize I'm a whole different person, so the whole style of music changed, and that's where Junior came from. 
And mm. if you're wondering where Junior even comes in at all, yeah, it's because I've always been the youngest. Like, um, all my friends are a year older than me because I got put in a grade older than my age. Mm. I'm not sure why. I've always been the youngest, and that's just always that's just appealed to me somehow. It's just like my trademark. I feel like I love it, and so that's where Junior really came from. Yeah. And do you feel just to kind of touch on being South Asian, you mentioned Thubla. Do you, do you feel like your path as a rapper is harder because you're South Asian? Honestly, I think it was just like, I don't know. I actually haven't thought about that that much. I think it's, uh, I think it's an advantage, but also a disadvantage. Mm. And I think I'm using it as an advantage to my highest ability. Tell me about that. What do you mean? Like, how are you using it as an advantage? Um, so basically, the content that I try to push out, I don't like to make something that people have already heard before. Mm. I want to make something that's completely from me. And my whole thing is, like, it's okay to be different, I guess. And just, like, go. you can mix whatever you want in a song. You can mix pop, rock. You could like have a crazy heavy metal part in it. And so it's like, why does it even matter what the color of your skin is? It's just like, really, it's just like, what's meant to be, what's come from you in the universe? How are you gonna spread that to the world? Right, right. So like, even if it might hold you back, you don't let it, right? You let it be to your advantage, something that's a strength that you bring to the mic when you get at it. Yeah, you should never let that, yeah, you should never let that something like that stop you ever. Mm-hmm. honestly the stories I tell like my album junior year all the stories I tell is just how I've really evolved as a person not much about the color of my skin but I definitely do have um specifics for that yeah for a little, yeah what let's talk about coloring book because you mentioned that was sort of a spark right that made you want to rap and and really kind of sealed uh, in this future that you kind of have been working towards over the last number of years. Uh, what was it about coloring book as you think back on like when you first heard it and when it inspired you, what was it about that album that made such an impact on you? So honestly, it was just something that I've never heard ever. I've never heard of chance to rapper before that. Maybe I heard a couple songs from acid rap, but I really didn't get deep into it. And something about that gospel rap, really just appealed to me and he would use acoustic instruments i think that's what really brought it to me and just his style of rapping he would bring in elements of trap and r&b and that's really what got to me i would say Mm. what are some of the songs that you remember impacting you most off that album wow honestly um i would say blessings part two the Mm. second part of at the end of the album. I speak of promised land, soil as soft as mama's hands, running water, standing still, endless fields of daffodils and chamomile, rice under black beans, walked in the apple with cracked screens and told prophetic stories of freedom, found warmth in a black queen for when I get cold like Nat King, I'm doing the dad thing. I speak of wondrous, unfamiliar lessons from childhood, make you remember how to smile good. I'm what was it about that song? What, what st- stood out? The lyrics, the lyrics hit in that song. The lyrics really hit in that song. And honestly, the beat too, it's just 
everything. It's just, yeah, I, it's just an incredible song. Is it the sort of like uplift and the feeling that it brings some inspiration or is it the wordplay? Is it like the cleverness? What, what is it that stands out? It's the wordplay for sure. Hmm. Even the uplift. It's just everything coming together. He just uses it and balances it perfectly. I made it through, made it through, made it through. And everything I gave to you, I gave to you, I gave to you. You got it, you got it, you got it. It's coming. So are you ready? Uh, Juke Jam is, is a song that combines R&B similar to what it sounds like you're going for in, in bringing in multiple elements of music and not kind of restricting yourself to one. Uh, is that a song that you appreciate um, because of that kind of melding of hip hop and R&B? Honestly, yeah, yeah. And they also bring in like, you don't hear Justin Bieber on a song with Chance to Rap. Like, yeah. Just like they just absolutely snapped. I like, I don't know. It, right. it was just, and especially the feel of that song. It's like people, I'm pretty sure that song is in three, four time. I could be wrong, but mm. it's just the first time like somebody's heard something mainstream like that. We used to roll at the rink. We used to roll at the rink. I used to talk way too much. You used to know everything. You couldn't stand me. I couldn't stand you. You said I'm steady playing, but you steady playing too. Your big brother footwork. Your place is the juke. There's also that connection to Chicago. And I imagine you being from the Chicago area, like that connection is something that maybe made you feel like you could do it. Like how important is it to you that Chance is from Chicago and that he puts on for the city? Honestly, that was everything for me because it was like I, I really felt a connect to him. And yeah, he really just it's just the fact I just felt closer to him somehow. And I feel like when he would I could see what he was saying. Like he said, we used to roll at the rink. I would think of like the part rink in Chicago. The rink was the place, but in that space and time, I was too young for you. As you are for me to worry about fruities and truths till I find out all of the shorties with cooties was cute and realize what booties could do. We gon' get it poppin', we gon' get it jukin', we gon' throw a party, and we ain't gotta do shit. You came with your best friend, came up for the weekend, callin' with your party, so tell me what you thinkin', so we gon' have a jukin', we gon' have a jukin'. I just, I just feel like he puts a picture in my head and I just feel like I'm with him. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's definitely like my Chicago growing up, like my hero for rapping. If you go back to that time, seventh grade, when it came out and you like knew you wanted to rap, what did that actually mean for you? Like, how did you dedicate yourself to rap after hearing that album? Honestly, I do not know how to answer that question. Mm. I don't I really don't I just felt like when I when I first went into rapping it was just super casual like I didn't even much of it and I would say when I really got serious about it was last year probably around this time when I named from the junior finesser to junior Mm -hmm. because there was just a huge change in life and I was like wow this is 
my calling. This is what I want to do for life. Can you talk about that? What what was that change and like what inspired the name change, but also the change in your like dedication to the craft? Yeah, I think it was just definitely um, a lot of just growing up uh, freshman year. It really changed a lot of things for me. Going into high school, I just realized a lot of things. Um, yeah, I definitely made some bad decisions, good decisions that really just like made me think more and think, yo, what do I actually want for myself in life? Mm. So I just started think I just started making changes in my life for the better and just thinking like trying to focus my time and energy energy to more positive things. And I realized like music is kind of the thing that helps me get my emotions out. Mm. But also it's like I just feel like I need to be doing it. I feel like there's no other way for me. Yeah. And I think, yeah, so that's really just what changed it. I just said, yo, like, I don't want to look back ever again. I just want to keep moving forward. And I know I've seen pictures of the little uh, area that you have down in the basement that you kind of have created uh, in, in your house and made for producing and rapping. And so talk about that balance of like making beats, making music and rapping and what appeals to you more and how you kind of uh, 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 approach those two elements of the of the culture for sure so definitely making beats is like my biggest thing for me Mm. and i honestly put equal importance with the lyrics and the beats it's just the beats require more time because of just the headspace i need to be in when i'm producing as well as, yo, am I trying to write or am I trying to produce? But yeah, definitely producing. I can talk about a lot of artists inspired me for producing. I would say ASAP Rocky, um, huge, huge influence on me for the in the past month, I would say. Um, I was listening to Long Live ASAP and ASAP Forever. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely incredible. And yeah, the Chicago scene, Mick Jenkins, The Waters, yeah. absolutely incredible production earl sweatshirt he produces on music and he has i don't like shit i don't go outside best production i would say i've ever heard in my life and one that a lot of people don't like to open up about but i really want to talk about him is jpeg mafia Mm. he is he does experimental and his production i I was listening back to it, it was like how long did it really take him to like make this song because it's just like there's all these glitches and there's like fast repetition. It's just, I'm trying to like figure out how to do it by myself. And it's like, wow, this is incredible. And it just makes you feel incredible. That's awesome. So let's go through some of those artists, um, who it sounds like are inspiring you production wise. And, you know, in terms of their rap abilities, um, starting with ASAP, what songs stand out? Uh, what are some of the, the ones that like hit you just real close to the heart? Definitely um, level, mm. LVO, and better things. Uh, Wimp Casino, nigga. ASAP. Mr. Pistol Popper, Blocko locked and loaded. Life's a bitch and she pussy pop. No, why? Cause I gotta open. 
That pussy soaking. Fuck is you promoting? Yeah, you claim you rage, you hate it like you live in Oakland. Oh my goodness, like it's just absolutely. I remember listening to those songs, and I was like, it just changed my life immediately. I would listen to those songs. I said, I just it opened up like I would say. 30 beats that I just made from just listening to those two songs. Yeah. Because they put the, that many elements in that one song. Yeah. So it's just amazing. And they follow the groove. It doesn't feel like anything's clashing against each other. It's just we're following the he told us to relax in the song. It's like <laughs> when they speak the song, it's like, okay. Yeah. When you were talking about this sort of change that you went through last year, um, were there any albums, artists, or songs that made that transition a little easier or made you change in those ways, uh, like really helped you along as you were going through that transition? Yeah, definitely. I would say um, artists like Six Lack or Blank, as I would say, um, The Sun's Tirade, Isaiah Rashad, Sylvia Demo, um, again, with Earl Sweatshirt. Um, who else? I'm thinking about it. Uh, I would say, yeah, all my heroes are cornballs by JPEG Mafia. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Those are really just the main albums. Oh, and I would say actually, Remember to Remember Me by Isaac Danielson. He's he's actually pop, but I really like his stuff. Hmm. If you were to pick one song, you know, or one artist of that bunch that you remember really kind of helping you last year when you were going through the transition who would it be and why honestly i'd have to say uh matthew in the middle by sean lee featuring daniel caesar it's a long 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 journey to the middle welcome to the middle I remember listening back to it and honestly at first I, sh I, I really I remember hearing this song multiple times in the past and forgetting about it but I remember just listening back to it this one time and I was I was just like wow it just everything that the wordplay and the lyrics he's talking about how he's been separated from his brother and his family how he hasn't had Christmas dinner with him in years we talk much 99, we have problems, 99, I'm coming home, I know he lying, but that's my brother, so that was fun. And it's just, he's asking, is this heaven or suburbia? So what happens, king of the youth? Honestly, everyone that I've showed that song to, like if I've showed somebody that song, they're like a very special person to me if I show them that song. And I, I know for a fact, everyone that I've showed that song, they've ended up really, really getting into it and understanding it. That's dope, that's dope. And what understanding do you take from it, right? You mentioned some of the lyrics, like really connecting with you and, and, and making you think about what he was going through, but 
what is it that you think you take away from it? I think it's the fact that with everything, with the chords they were using in the song, the emotion that they built, it was very like, it left you on edge and it left you with question. Mm. And then end, it left you like thinking like, oh, it's gonna get better. Like it, that's just the thing they say. It just feels like all these worries are coming at you, but then in the end, everything just comes together. Mm. And it, 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 I just, I don't know. It's super hard explaining the words, but listening back to the song and really thinking about it, it really does do right. that to you. Yeah, leaving you with questions. I like that. I like that. What are some of those questions that you think it left you with? Honestly, it had me thinking about like my personal life more than anything, to be honest. School and music, honestly, there's a lot of pressure in school. And obviously, the career path I want to go with is music. And that's it's my dream. It's, but I'm not going to let anything happen. Like, it's just going to happen. I already know that. I feel like I manifested that. And now I'm just working for it. And I'm trusting the process for that. But I was just thinking, like, how am I going to figure all this out? And I'm only 15 years old. I can't even drive yet. And it's just like, I'm just trying to figure out my ways. But, and especially changing as a person, I'm a teenager. Like, yeah, it's just, I'm growing up. And I feel like my mind's going to all these different places growing. And I have to like keep my mind in like a really steady place. And so I just feel like music is the one thing that's let me just bring that out. Amen, hallelujah. So many things trying to knock you off the path that you know you're destined for and yet you feel like you got to keep your mind focused on that path and that journey and it feels like being a teenager is pulling you in all these different directions yeah and that's exactly what junior year speaks about mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. exactly what that means yeah let's talk about it man so first before we um, talk about your inspirations. Just can you tell me in a couple of sentences, like what's the album's about and like what made you want to make it? Yeah, okay. So junior year was an idea I, I first thought of in eighth grade, actually, when I was a junior finesser. And I just, I didn't think of it as anything. I just thought it was like, oh, junior and junior. But really it ended up being a lot bigger than that because Eventually, I would end up changing as a person, and it would happen as a whole. And it really, I, this is actually obviously my junior year of high school, and yeah. it just, I just felt from the universe. I was thinking about it last year I, when I really got into this. I started working on this album in October 2019, and when I really thought that it was gonna like fit together and it really meant something, was last year sophomore year. I was thinking. 
this would actually end up being my third album that I ever released. Third, as in junior, freshman, sophomore, mm. junior. My junior year going into high school, and obviously my name is Junior. Yeah. And obviously that's just a lot of things coming together at once. I think it was from the universe. There's no way that I could have thought of this by myself. I really think it was brought from me. And so really what I've been doing is just I got really deep into production. It's really all the work that I've been putting out. I've only put out one song, which is actually not a song that I'm proud of, Crowd Control. I said jumping, losing the focus, up on my motions if I'm choking, but that's atrocious. Like you don't know this, I own this. I know I'm chosen, cause I was broken. Yeah, yeah. But now I got everybody under my potion. I let that soak in. Yeah. Realizing that I just wanna be molding this. I wanna be the greatest, not a little kid. Hey. With the gist of it. Hey. Everybody doubting on me, but you know I said I'm tired fucking mentally. I need a lighter. Just kidding, I don't need no weed. I kind of took it out of my ass and just threw it out because um, we had a variety show coming in for Nico and I just wanted to get people hyped. Yeah. But really, really not my style. It's just like I just threw a song out there. So tell me about who you have been listening to in thinking about this album and what blueprints there's been for you in, in terms of shaping what this sounds like. Yeah, honestly, I would say Smino, if you know who Smino is, mm -hmm. you know who Smino? Yeah, yeah. He was born in St. Louis, but he's based in Chicago with Zero okay. Fatigue. Um, his album Noir, super, really heavy influence on me. I probably listen to that album every single day and have for the past year and a half. Um, yeah, that song really, or that whole album and Smino as an artist, it really got to me. When it comes to the Smino album, I'm really impressed. I mean, just hearing you say you listen to that album every day, right? And that's something you've been doing for a year plus. Every day and listening to it, what pops? Like, why is it you keep going back to the well and listening to that album? Every time you listen, you think that you think that you just hear something new. You hear something new every single time. And... You hear that album, Monte Booker, one of my favorite producers of all time, mm. him, you know, collaborated. They made that album by themselves. And you just listen to the production on that album along with the lyrics. You think Smino is an R&B uh, singer, but he's really, he's just, he just has a different style of rapping and singing. But I really think that he's doesn't get the uh, recognition that he really deserves. He just has his own style and I feel like he's a legend when it comes to music. I imagine there's some songs that you thought were the shit, the best on the album last year. And after listening to it so many times, that's changed. What, what, yeah. How would you say that? Like, tell me some songs that you think are the best now versus things that you thought were the best a year ago and how that has shifted. Okay. I definitely think, uh, the best song is, I would say spins. Yeah, 
from that to be mixed with some Indian. Shout it, say she pretty out. I crack the click call, it leaked out. But the chump says once again, I'll never get my nose and cheek. I only tell I tip out a tree roll that can't sleep. Dumb got the spin. Or uh, we got the biscuits. I'm positively popping. I'm a shit. Tap the pussy proper. It's a meniscus. Dubby, 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 dubby. We got the biscuits. Or I'm a screw. And at first, I would think the best songs would be Z4L. Okay, I cop the whip, then rap the whip, the shiny poly. No bitch, it does, she $20. Absolutely, right now, I'm up on the night out. She went clean up out too. Or Low Down Dirty Blues. Tapping me when she in the Gucci looking absolutely like a toothpick dipped in lemon juice. They sour. But really, once you really, ah, uh, yeah. I would say you would have to check it out for yourself. I, I will, yeah, I will. But tell me about that change and what made you uh, gravitate towards these songs that you think are your favorites now and away from those songs you thought were your favorite then. Yeah, I definitely feel like I was a lot, I was a lot hyper before and I would be a lot more energetic. And I would say... Not, I'm not saying that I'm like less energetic, but I definitely, I'm just a calmer person and I'm more mature than I was before. And I like to keep things low key. So I just feel like along with that and the vibe of the music, it's like something about it just feels like it's just, I'm just keeping it small. I, I'm someone who really loves production as well. Uh, and the name you mentioned, the guy who works with Smino, what was his name again? Monte Booker. Monte Booker, yeah. You said he was one of your favorite producers. Who else would you put in his camp, in his league of like top producers in your mind? Wow. Okay. Yeah, this is a good. Yeah. Okay. I would definitely say, I think it's most of the artists. I, I really think it's, uh, wow. Obviously, I'm going to have to give props to everybody on the traps and so like, Sony Digital. Sony Digital. Mike Dean and uh, Metro Boomin. Metro! Metro! I'ma slide anytime you want. Put you in Chanel, I'ma teach you how to stand. 21, slip and slide like a waterfall. You need some TLC, we can creep if you want. 21, hey, turn your phone. But then I see Todd the Creator. I see Earl Sweatshirt, JPEG Mafia. Um, all of Isaiah, Isaiah Rashad, actually. He co-produced on a lot of his tracks. Mm -hmm. and yeah, definitely those guys. I'm curious for a younger dude like yourself, how much you find yourself uh, digging in the crates for shit from the nineties and shit from the eighties, two thousands, even um, when people say the nineties is the golden era of rap and that was the best time for hip hop. How do you respond to that? And uh, how much do you care for the stuff from the nineties and two thousands? 
honestly, I feel like for everyone that really knows what music is, they would never compare music now to music then. Because hmm. music is always going to evolve. If anything, music, it, it's never bad. Anyone who says music is ever bad doesn't know what they're talking about. Hmm. It's like music is only evolving. This is just a new style of music. Equal quality. If actually, no, better quality. Think about it. Our mics are getting better. Sound quality is getting better. Our intellects are getting better. Now we know more about the world because we evolved as humans. And so obviously we're putting out better music now. But I definitely think they had a unique sound, but it's all building up to something more and more. Yeah. So do you find yourself listening to that stuff? Or when you listen to it, do you find yourself appreciating it, but not liking it as much as the stuff these days that comes out? I I do listen to a lot of that stuff, but I do end up sampling it and doing it in um, a kind of a style. Like, I'm, obviously, I want to build my own style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I listen back to these things, and I really appreciate it for what it is so that because then I can end up making something creative out of it. Yeah. Uh, give, us, give us a sneak peek of, of the album in terms of uh what we can look forward to how many songs what type of genres you're going to be mashing together how how is your vision coming together to to put this thing out honestly i would say ex- i would say expect expect nothing mm-hmm. like ex- i would say expect i would say expect nothing that doesn't make sense i would say <laughs> I would say don't have expectations actually because what comes out is it, it might be it might be confusing because it's like I'm still going through these changes as a as a human mm. I would say I would say what's expect now but it might change in a month but I would say it has a lot of rock pop hip-hop R&B and experimental and soul dope so it's like everything, but at the end of the day, I'm probably gonna end up going into an R&B field. Nice. And an alternative, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And when when can we expect to have it out? Um, when it's ready. Twenty one, early twenty twenty one. Early twenty twenty one. Okay. And the song that you've finished and put out, that's for sure gonna be on the album. Which one? The one that you said you released before the the Nikwa like talent show. Oh, that one is already released as a single. Okay, but is that gonna be on the album? Oh no. Okay. No <laughs> well, I do have a single coming out um, either late October or, or early November though. Okay. So I would definitely look out for that. That I think that's a. It's really gonna bring stuff out there. Walking down my path, I see my past. It turns into a run. Don't know where I'm going, I won't stop unless you give me some Appreciation for the tragedies that I have overcome The folks can call my line and try it, but I don't trust anyone Anything else that you want to share about, like, inspirations? Um, I think we got through all the questions I had. Uh, I mean, I would give... Honestly, I would give a huge shout out to Campbell, my homie that I started making music with, because I feel like without him, 
there is no music there is no rapping or singing or whatever i don't like to categorize myself but obviously if i were to label myself as of right now the concept that i have out obviously i am a rapper but definitely huge shout out to campbell cross he i think he's the he he's gonna come up next he's gonna i bet at the end of 2020 he's just gonna be the hot new thing and yeah just huge shout out to him he's my biggest inspiration out of any of these guys Thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks again to Shivam Butnayak for sharing so many stories. I'll be keeping an eye out for junior year whenever it gets released, and I'm definitely planning on posting and sharing with all of you. If you'd like to follow him, you can follow him on Instagram at Gucci Shivam or look up his SoundCloud, uh, Junior. South Asians Love Rap is produced, hosted, and edited by me, Akash Pandey. The cover art is by Aaron Zonka, and the theme music is by Desk Collector. Hope to be back with new episodes soon. Thank you.